Judge Jeanine Pirro. She's the outspoken host. Judge Jeanine Pirro is dominating the headlines right now. Tunnel to Towers Foundation presents the Judge Janine Pirro Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Pirro. Welcome, everyone, to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. It is a celebratory day for Christians around the world. It is Easter Sunday, the day that Christians celebrate that Jesus rose from the dead. And it's a wonderful day here in New York City. And as always, we are armed and ready to serve justice with all my great listeners here on the Red Apple Audio Network. But there's so much that happened this week in America. We had a shooting on a New York City subway and platform that shocked the city that was already reeling from crime that was out of control. And uh, now we've got the uh, uh, we've got the, the the administration saying that they're going to force us to wear masks for another 15 days. You know, I don't know what it is about 15 days, but if you'll think back to March of 2020, wasn't that the 15 days to slow the spread? Wasn't it all going to be over after 15 days? So whenever they say, oh, just 15 more days, it triggers me. (laughs) That's not a word I use very often. And California is smoking too much weed. They now want to reduce the work week from 30, uh, from 40 hours to 32 hours. I guess working a 40 hour week is just too much for them on the West Coast. And so they want their people to only work a full week of 32 hours. And if you work anything beyond that 32 hours, you should be entitled to time and a half. And the president, here's another thing that happened. This week, the president is getting some special deliveries in Washington, D.C. Illegal immigrants are being sent to Washington, D.C. by the governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, who decided to bring the border to those great congressmen and women and the president in Washington, D.C. I think that that is poetic justice, folks. So we're going to get into all those topics and break them all down for you here on the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Plus, later on in the show, I will gavel out with my closing arguments. It's all coming up in just a few moments here on the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. But first, it's time for my opening statement. Well, Passengers on a Manhattan-bound train from Brooklyn had to dodge bullets while being blinded by smoke during a Tuesday morning commute, setting off a manhunt for a gunman whose motives are still unknown and rather muddled based upon some of his own rantings. Uh, Tuesday morning commute, commuters just going into the city, riding the subway as it neared the 36th Street station in Brooklyn. And just before 830, a gunman opens two smoke grenades. He brandishes a nine millimeter handgun and fires at least 33 times, striking 10 people, seven men and three women. Uh, according to the chief of detectives, uh, those 10 people were moved to area hospitals and an additional 13 people were injured via smoke inhalation, falling down panic attacks. And I understand that there was one pregnant woman uh, who was on the train who was, uh, I believe, injured during a trampling with the NYPD being the greatest police department on earth. And I say that after 30 years in law enforcement and working with them over those 33 years, it was no question that the individual, Frank James, 62 years old, 
would be uh, caught as he was. And the sad part of it all was the guy was just riding the trains in New York City for hours after the shooting. But, you know, this is a commentary that is not just relevant to New York City. It is relevant to what's going on around the country. This guy, the shooter, the guy with the gas canisters, the guy with extended magazines, this guy uh, has some issues. Now, he's not insane by any stretch of the imagination. He certainly doesn't fit within the definition of insanity, uh, where someone doesn't understand the difference between right and wrong. This guy planned the attack. It was uh, he rented a U-Haul. He made sure that he didn't uh, 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 unleash the gas canisters until they were past the tunnel and he could get off the train. It was only right at the end of the train coming to a stop that he unleashed hell on those people uh, on the train. But he's got some musings. He says he suffers from a mental illness on some of his rantings. But the truth is that there are a lot of people who are out who shouldn't be out who should be receiving treatment, and don't get me wrong, I'm not a softy. People who commit crimes belong in jail. And the problem with our society right now is that we're not putting them in jail. Why? Because the leftist progressives are more concerned about the criminals than they are about the victim. In fact, I wrote a book to punish and protect, and I said, you know, we've got it all wrong. We even had the system wrong. It shouldn't be the criminal justice system. It should be the victim's justice system. The victim is the person who never chose to be a part of the system in the first place. It's the criminal who chooses to victimize innocent citizens, innocent people going along uh, along their day just trying to make a living. But what has happened in the past few years since the summer of 2020 is we have got all of these let them out on bail, don't keep them in jail, you know, letting them out of prisons early. We've got George Soros-funded DAs. We've got judges who don't understand, and I was a judge, judges who sit in the ivory tower for so long they cannot comprehend the pain that victims go through every day when, like a thunderbolt, crime hits them. And, you know, we had crime under control. New York City was the safest big city in America. And then the liberals, the leftist progressives, uh, the AOCs of the world who hated police, who talked about defunding cops, got their way. And this is what we have as a result of it. And unfortunately, it's going to keep happening. And, you know, this new mayor in New York City, I'm not impressed. He goes to Albany to talk to them about changing the bail laws so that at least a judge has the ability to keep someone in a jail if they are proven to be a continuing danger to themselves or to others. But no, he doesn't do that. He comes back from that meeting with all the leaders in Albany, and instead of talking about changing the law, he talks about racism in America. You know what? America is a country that is focused on surviving, 
focused on making sure that families are safe. And until we get it straight again, we're going to continue to live in a world where you never know when it's going to hit you. You never know in any big city in America, most of them, virtually all of them, run by Democrat mayors who could care less about crime, who go along with this ridiculous, let's defund the police, let's make sure we take away their qualified immunity, let's make sure that they can't that they can't arrest someone unless XYZPQT is met and then we have this scenario but one thing is clear to me and that is that in a free society this kind of thing will happen in an open society people will have the ability to hurt other people but what our obligation is going forward is to make sure that people who have these rantings who make it clear what they're going to do are are identified and are at least assessed and monitored to make sure that they are not a danger to others. As a judge, I would take someone and send them in for, we called it a 7.30, a psychiatric. Are they a danger to themselves or other? We could send them to an institution and find out. But right now, the loonies are all over the place, and we're suffering as a result of it. But this morning, we're going to be speaking with the longest uh, running uh, police commissioner in New York City, Ray Kelly, in just a few moments. That's my opening statement here on the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. This is the Judge Janine Firo show. Now, here's Judge Janine Firo. All right, Ray Kelly is the longest-serving police commissioner in the history of the New York City Police Department. He has spent 45 years in the New York City Police Department, serving in 25 different commands, and as police commissioner from 92 to 94, and again from 2002 until 2013. The commissioner is someone who is well-respected uh, around the country and has been the recipient of many awards, too many to even mention, except for me to say that we are delighted to have commissioner. Commissioner Ray Kelly with us on the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Good morning, Commissioner. Good morning, Janine. Great to be with you. Well, thank you, Commissioner. Thanks for being with us. You know, my listeners want to understand what is going on in not just New York City, but around the country. Why all of a sudden are we dealing with crime like we haven't seen it in decades? Well, we have, I cut to the chase and say that the police officers have been demeaned, they've been vilified. Uh, all sorts of laws, rules, regulations have been placed on them throughout the country, not just in New York City. So they've been forced to back off. The proactive uh, strategies that were so successful in the past simply are not being engaged in. Cops are afraid of losing their job, getting indicted, uh, yep. uh, being disciplined. So uh, they're laying back. I mean, it's only common sense. Uh, that's That's what they are doing it's a lot of discretion in police work and if uh you know if they choose to uh, not take a particular action uh they really it, it can't be sort of identified if you know what i mean yeah it's, uh, well commissioner fortunate reality it is, and it, and it is across the country. But, Commissioner, you know, given the fact that the police are so demoralized, you know, they're told to stand down, and then they've lost qualified immunity uh, in, in many states. 
you know, it's no wonder. And then they're they're being they're being taunted and 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 you know spit on. And it, I mean, it's just it's horrible what's happening. But America, as a result of this, is witnessing crime going up in incredible uh, proportions, incredible numbers, not just in New York, but in big cities across the country. Who are the people who are promoting this kind of leftist attitude where they are leaving Americans or law-abiding citizens, you know, in the rubble of the criminal's, uh, you know, behavior? Yeah, well, you know, there are activists, you know, progressives, whatever you want to call them, but they really punch above their weight. You know, they have an awful lot of influence. And after the death of George Floyd, they just went uh, amok. And uh, politicians went along with this uh, movement. And, you know, we go back actually to the uh, death of Michael Brown uh, right. in Ferguson, Missouri. Uh, that's when the, the cops started to back off because it was a lie. It was all based on a lie as to what uh, uh, Michael up. Brown did. Yep. And that we couldn't get that story back, you know. And as a result of that, a lot of these regulations were passed. And as I say, after the George Floyd uh, death, then uh, they just, uh, you know, it, it's amazing how uh, cops were even showing up to work. Uh, yeah, it is. It, it, it is amazing. bad in so many situations. Commissioner Kelly, I mean, when you look at the state of law enforcement. Uh, in in around the country and in New York as well. I mean, what is the one thing you think is 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 m- most needs to be changed right now so that we can get back in in a, a safe and you know protected environment for innocent Americans? Well, I think it's gonna be difficult to do, but I think these these restrictions have to be revisited, as you said. For instance, in a lot of jurisdictions, cops no longer have the defense of qualified immunity. That means right. that they can be sued personally for for their acts. So again, that's where you put your your family's well-being, your own job, uh, at risk. So uh, until those things are uh, cut back or you know, changed, I, I think we're going to see the same hesitancy on the part of police officers. It's simply what, it's simply what, common sense on that part. You have worked with mayors uh, in New York City. Right now we have a mayor in New York City, Commissioner Ray Kelly, um, who is a former police officer uh, and a police captain, I understand. And, you know, it's he he is everyone is waiting for him to say, you know, I've gone to Albany and they're finally going to get rid of, uh, you know, this uh, no bail uh, uh, statute. And, you know, there are laws in Albany that have to be changed. Uh, we're not sure that the mayor is is all in on that. Well, uh, what we've seen so far is a lot of talk and very little action. Uh, yes, the bail, the, the bail situation is bad and it hasn't been changed. This is just tweaking a little bit with the, the latest change he did with the, with the budget bill. But it's still very much problematic. So uh, I, I think the mayor, look, he's trying, but uh, he never had a plan. It's obvious. He got nominated in June of 2021. He's a Democrat in a 61 majority Democratic city. So obviously he was going to be elected. Yet no plan was developed during that six-month period of time. And it appears that no meaningful plan has been developed uh, since the three months he's been in office. 
So well, I, I, I don't know what the, you know, what his answer is, but if you take, if you double the number of cops in the subway system, which he said he's going to do, where are they coming from? <laughs> what, what are they doing now that, uh, you know, hopefully it's, uh, it, you know, it, it, it's effective or trying to be effective. So, you know, it's just not, you can't just have a knee-jerk response and say, hey, I'm going to double the cops in the transit system. Yes, we need more cops in the system, but it has to be done in a thoughtful manner. You know, Commissioner Kelly, it's interesting when you talk about the number of cops in the in the uh, subway system. Uh, I, I remember it was AOC who came out and said, we don't need them, you know, in the subway system. And, you know, this person and, and th- this is what bothers me. You have experts like yourself, like so many of the, the commissioners and so many people in law enforcement. I could name 10 of them right now in the, in the New York City Police Department who know and understand law enforcement, you know, understand the co- the concept of broken windows and, you know, the John DiUlio and defining the deviancy down and all that. And yet the public listens to someone who's got absolutely no creds when it comes to law enforcement. The AOC comes out and says, no, we don't we don't need we don't need more uh, cops in the subway in the transit system, in the subway system. And they listen to that. We've got experts all over the country who can predict what's going to happen, and yet they want to listen to these loudmouths without any background. Yeah. New York was clearly the safest big city in America, so it shows we know how to do it. It can be done again, but they don't want to go back and use some of these things that they say are, quote, controversial. For instance, Judge, you know well, stop questioning first. Yeah, it's a pejorative term, but it's perfectly legal. It's validated by a Supreme Court case, Terry versus Ohio. It's codified in, in, in New York State. Yet it's virtually not used at all. And during we had a trial, you know, 10 years ago, eight years ago, uh, we tried to put evidence in, but it never got in that the stops, the highest number of stops amounted to less than one stop a week per patrol officer and less than one pat down every two weeks per patrol officer. But wow. Never, never got into the, never got into the the trial. There's just people sort of want to believe what they want to believe, and of course the media uh, helps with that, support them. They give them a forum for it, and uh, you know that's that's the news that uh, is being pure down our throat. Um, so I, I'm, I'm unfortunately I'm, I'm pessimistic about the future of New York, at least in the short term. Mm-hmm. I don't see it turning around uh, anytime soon. The subway is the key so much to what goes on in the city. So many people said it's the lifeblood of uh, of New York. About 70% of New Yorkers get to work on the subway system. So it's, yeah. that, it's still being used less than 50% of what was used on uh, pre-pandemic uh, levels. So mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's going to be a, a tough road to haul here. Well, you know, the amazing part of it, Commissioner Kelly, is that um, right now, if the mayor and, you know, he's had 100 days, Commissioner Kelly, he's already had his 100 days. And, you know, he says, you know, if he says he's going to double the number of cops in the subway system, mayor, why don't you just come out? And, you know, you took a you took a billion dollars, not you, but a billion dollars was taken out of the police department. Why don't you talk about putting some money back in? Is the New York City Council so knowledgeable about law enforcement that you're going to let them tell you, a cop 
who understands hopefully what it takes, even even if you don't have a plan, uh, are you going to let them tell you how to run New York City? But I agree with you. I absolutely agree with you, Commissioner Kelly. I don't know if New York has a chance of coming back unless we've got strong leadership. You know, and Terry versus Ohio. You know, uh, stop, question, frisk. I mean, it is constant. It, it is approved by the United States Supreme Court. And, you know, the people have been able to convince the press and 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 the majority of Americans. I think even Bloomberg came out and said, oh, I'm sorry I did that. Oh, come on. Where 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 is the backbone? Where do people have the backbone to say, you know what? It's legal. It's constitutional. We can do it. We need uh, street crime, anti-crime uh, cops on the street. You know, defendants Absolutely. are walking around, criminals are walking around emboldened because they know cops are afraid and cops are afraid for a legitimate reason. They're going to lose their house. Well, Commissioner Ray Kelly, we, we appreciate the time that you've taken to uh, to speak with us. I mean, you, you ran the uh, NYPD uh, in a way that made New Yorkers not only safe but proud. And I thank you for joining us today on uh, on this uh, Easter Sunday's very special day. And, uh, you know, God bless and thank you. This is the Judge Janine Pirro Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Pirro. Welcome back to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. Joining us now is an American author and syndicated radio host himself. His new book is called Is Atheism Dead? And it's available everywhere. Please join me in welcoming Eric Metaxas to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. And uh, before I say uh, good morning to Eric's, I want uh, Eric, I want you to know he was born in New York City, Queens, and uh, he graduated from Yale. I always like to get that in so you know he's a really smart guy. Uh, he is, uh, he edited the Yale Record, which, by the way, folks, is the nation's oldest college humor magazine. Uh, he is the author of more than 30 children's books, 30, I tell you, including the bestseller Squanto and the Miracle of Thanksgiving and It's Time to Sleep. Uh, and they go on and on. His books have been translated into more than 25 languages. Number one New York bestselling author of Fish Out of Water, Martin Luther, if you can keep it, Bonhoeffer. Okay, that's enough. How are you, Eric? <laughs> <laughs> I'm fantastic now that you read my resume to, you know, to try to get people to keep listening. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I want them to know you're really smart and you're funny too. I mean, what a combination. Most smart people are like <laughs> Albert Einstein, you know, they're kind of gloomy and, you know, they're wow. kind of, uh, you're a funny yeah. guy. So, okay, well, I, let's talk listen, about today. Today is, well, today is Easter Sunday, all right? Yeah, Jesus is yeah. risen from the dead. Uh, I am yeah. Catholic, uh, and Christians yeah. around the world are celebrating what is, um, you know, the most religious holiday to me, uh, yeah. and I assume to most Catholics. What, what, is, what does Easter mean to you, Eric? Well, I mean, if you really think about it, we live in such a secular world, Judge, that nothing – really gets through to us. And if you think about it, the idea that this is real, God is real. He loves us. He sent his son to earth, God in human form, to die on the cross for our sins, to wipe away our sins. Not so we walk around in a, with the gloom of guilt, but by faith in Jesus, he wipes away our sins, gives us a new life, it is the kind of thing, if you were a fiction writer, you say, I can't make that up. That's too, nobody will believe that. Interesting. There's, there's yeah. a reason they say it's the greatest story ever told. Here's the key. 
It happened. We live in a world that says that stuff can't happen. Well, can I tell you something? 2,000 years ago, it also couldn't happen. People don't rise from the dead. If it happened, it's a miracle. God did it. If God could create the universe out of nothing, then he could certainly cause his son to rise from the dead. They say hundreds and hundreds of witnesses talked about it at the time. People went to their death because they wouldn't deny this. They saw this was real. So we have to kind of get out of the metaphor and think like, oh, it's a nice idea. It's Easter. He rose from the dead. No, this was an insane miracle that God did to prove to people Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus is God. He's defeated death. Let's think about this. He defeated death. We all fear death. Well, he says, okay, I defeated death on the cross. If you believe in me and give me your life, death is over. I defeated death. It's it's the kind of thing that we have to say, I need to really believe this, not believe it a little bit. It's either true or it's not. And I'm here to tell you, I mean, I've done so much research on this kind of thing. It is overwhelmingly true. It's not kind of like, well, I hope it's true. It is totally true. We live in a world that says, shut up. I want to hear about your religious garbage. Well, I'm here to tell you, those people need to shut up because whether you like it or not, this is real. It's attested to. And, you know, as I said, I mean, I've written about this and I've looked into it and I'm kind of what I'm astonished by is not just that it's true, but that it's overwhelmingly true. It's not like who's to say, I'll tell you. It's like somebody saying, who's to say if the earth is flat? Well, guess what? We've decided it's not flat. And if you want to go talk about that, you want to have your private beliefs, go ahead. It's a free country, but I'm not going to pretend it might be flat. That's how I feel about this. Interesting. I mean, you obviously are, are, you know, hook, line and sinker and obviously not obviously, but I am as well. I mean, that is part of my belief system. And yet when you say, you know, it is so true that 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 you absolutely believe it after all of this research and all of this, you know, thought process. Why is America running away from it? Why is now, why are we so secular now? Why do we like deny our religious heritage? Well, listen, Judge Janine, we got to start at the beginning. We're living in a fallen world. Sin broke into the world. And if, listen, all you need to do is say, hey, how was it possible a couple of years ago for one of the most important news stories in the history of America to get slapped down? by all of the media. It was the Hunter Biden laptop story. You say, how does that happen? It's not even possible because we know we have the information. They slapped it down. They didn't like it. People are waking up to the fact that we're living in a broken world. People lie. People use the power they have to take away power from other people. We've always been living in a world like that, but sometimes it becomes obvious. This is the ultimate example. Nothing is more – if you think the Hunter Biden laptop is threatening people with power – What could be more threatening than the idea that God sent his son? There there are tons of people that don't like that idea. It threatens their world. They, they, you know, and so we have been, I mean, you mentioned I went to Yale. All these elite institutions, they sneer at people who believe this stuff. They They sneer at it. And if you bring it up, it's like bringing up, you know, the vaccine or the uh, the stolen election at a cocktail party in Manhattan. People look at you like, how did you get in here? They do not want to <laughs> deal so right. with the reality. They would rather deal with, hang out with their friends who believe what they have. What mm-hmm. we're talking about, the facts are there. The truth is there. If somebody has the guts to look into it, if somebody has the guts to read the Gospels, you read the four Gospels, you would say to yourself, 
this is not made up. Nobody could make something like this up. It doesn't make sense. Why would somebody creating a fiction have the lead characters humiliate themselves the way Peter humiliates themselves, denies Jesus? You would airbrush all that stuff out. You tell a happy folk tale where everybody looks like a hero. If you are honest, if you could dare to be honest and read the Gospels or read some of the books I've written, some of the books that I've read, if you dare to look at it, you're going to find this is real and some people don't want it to be real, and so they tell you shut up. But, you know, it's a free country so far, so I'm not about to shut up. Well, you know, when you say so far, Eric Metaxas, I mean, you know, free country so far, I've never, I've never witnessed the country as unfree as it is today. Correct. I mean, you know, uh, you mentioned Hunter Biden, the laptop. I mean, big tech shut it down. 50% of those who voted for Biden had never heard of it. 10% of that, 50% said, had they heard about the laptop, they wouldn't have voted uh, for Joe Biden. And in a in a race that was, you know, 51% Biden and uh, 49 Trump, then it would have made a difference. And they understood that it would have made a difference. Yes. And yes. that's why it yes. couldn't have come out. And, you know, you, you just say to yourself, this country, it, the, it, big tech will shut down the free speech. Uh, right now, the criminals are, you know, running the asylum. Uh, you know, we've got a guy on a train in, in New York uh, just this week. And, you know, he's been ranting for a while. Now, I'm not blaming anyone for him. I'm not saying he should have been arrested or someone missed it. But believe me, I'm the first one to say if someone missed it. Um, the truth is that, you know, criminals are running rampant in this country. There is no freedom. There's no free speech. Uh, and there right now is no, no one who believes that you can say whatever you damn well want to without suffering enormous consequence. That's loss of your job, loss of your home, loss of whatever. I was, I was knocked off of YouTube 100%. My show was totally knocked off of YouTube. Huge, devastating thing. But listen, we have to make a decision. Are we going to speak the truth and trust God with the consequences? Is he in charge of my career or is YouTube in charge of my career? We have to do the right thing. If everybody will do the right thing and pay whatever price they're willing to pay, it's a new day. I just had our friend Rudy Giuliani on my show the other day. Unbelievable evidence from the Hunter laptop. It is like you want to fall down and go into the fetal position. You can't believe the evidence that Rudy Giuliani, one of the greatest prosecutors in the history of the world, has in Mm -hmm. his hands. And what does the media say? Shut up. Go away. We don't want to hear it. It's Russian disinformation. If people don't understand, we're in a spiritual battle, folks. And you can either be be on the right side or the wrong side, or you could do nothing which puts you on the wrong side by Mm -hmm. default. We're in a battle, and God is on the side of truth. He is truth. So it's kind of a beautiful moment, I would say, because it's all very clarifying. We are seeing the desperation of people who don't want to see the truth and the how willing they are to silence people and to dis, to really to try to dishonor people because they don't have the facts, they don't have the evidence, they don't want to see the evidence. So we're in, we're in a huge battle, and for me, there's no question God is at the center of it. If this is true, if if the Bible is true. And Jesus came and died for our sins. And he says, trust in me. Give me your life. He walks with us and he leads us into all truth, which goes way beyond the stuff we're talking about. But I really think that there's something beautiful right now because we're seeing how bad it is. And it's only when you see how bad things are, how corrupt things are, 
uh, how wicked some people can be that you think, you know what? I've been sleepwalking. I thought everything was sort of okay. It's not okay. I need to choose. And I think there are people choosing. They're choosing God. They're choosing Jesus. And they're saying, I just want to be free. I just want to be free to speak the truth about whatever it is. And I'm going to let the chips fall where they may. But I really think it's an opportunity for Americans because we're finally seeing what's been going on. So I really am actually very hopeful because of this. Well, you know, I admire that you're hopeful. Um, I honestly, uh, I want to be hopeful, and I and I certainly get energy from just listening to you, Eric Metaxas. But I must tell you, when you look at those 51 intelligence officers, and I, I didn't plan on talking about Hunter Biden with you, but 51 <laughs> so-called intelligence officers who right. came out and said, this has all the earmarks of, of Russian uh, disinformation. Did they, what did they tell you? What yeah, it, it, it tells me, first of all, they're not intelligent. Uh, but what it tells me is that they've sold their souls, that they don't That's care, that it's about That's power and money. But aren't you glad you know? Aren't you glad you finally saw it, that things got so bad that they were willing to do something that wicked and public to out themselves? The New York Times did it to themselves. Yale University did it to all of these institutions that we used to give some credibility. They've all outed themselves. They're on the dark side. They don't care about truth. They care about power. And they're willing to do anything, including sign a letter like those 51 intelligence officers. And I said, this is a clarifying moment. Americans can see. Your average American gets it. They're sitting back. They're making notes. And they're thinking, you know what? I gave so-and-so the benefit of the doubt. I gave so-and-so the benefit of the doubt. No longer. They have clarified who they are, who Jim Comey is, who Brennan is. Who We've seen it. We don't like to see it. It's ugly, but we see it, and now it's on us. If we don't do something about it, it's on us. We participate in the lie. Well, you know, when, when, I, when I think about, you know, following the Bible and, and, and following at least the Christian values of taking care of each other, you, you have to wonder when – Criminals are allowed to walk freely among us when there are people who are actively releasing criminals from prison who then come out and commit additional crimes or not, you know, passing laws so that bail can't even be set. You say to yourself, you know, not only is this wrong, any professional who knows anything about law enforcement knows that we're setting up victims and Americans to be victimized by evil. Um, but you also say to yourself, you know, uh, am I wrong? I mean, am I missing something? Why are they doing this? Well, it's simple. They are basically, I mean, these people are effectively big government socialists. They do not believe in the American founders' vision that we, the people, can govern ourselves. They sneer at it. They spit at it. And they're giving us a situation where it's broken. It's corrupt. This is what communism brings, and this is what these people are doing. If they actually cared about the poor, the last thing they would ever dream of doing is having these kinds of policies that let criminals out. To, who's, who's down on the subway? People with money like you or me or our friends? No. 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 It's, it's the common man on the subway. Yep. If these people cared about them, if Eric Adams and others cared about them, they would do anything to prevent mm-hmm. this from happening but they care more about their impressing their friends or whatever it is. I really think people are waking up to it. I know people are waking up to it because I talk to people. And the fact of the matter is that we're in a good place. When things get this bad, people who have been sleeping wake up. So there's a lot of people right now 
They're kind of getting the picture. We didn't really want to acknowledge it, but now it's just, it's as clear as can be. And, you know, the question is, what are we going to do? What are you going to do? What am I going to do? The people listening, are you going to do something about it? Or are you going to look the other way? If you look the other way, you're on the hook. You're guilty. Well, you know, it, that's a very interesting way of putting it, Eric Metaxas. I mean, the, the, the truth is that the politicians, and I'm very disappointed in Eric Adams. You know, everybody said, oh, he's a cop. Everything will be okay. No, no, he's not looking to refund the police. He's not looking to, you know, amend the law, which took away qualified immunity, which means anybody can sue any cop, make up anything they want. And, you know, yeah. cop can lose his house, his livelihood, everything. Um, and it's almost like, you know, we gave Eric Adams a chance and, you know, he just, he didn't deliver the way he said he would. And it's so disappointing, but we're finding out, you know, truth versus a lie and, you know, politics versus right and wrong. And it's a very disappointing world that we're living in. But I want to ask you one question. Let's talk about immigration in light of today. Today is Easter Sunday. You know, are we, you know, are we cruel when we say, you know, you have to follow the law? You know, you you can't just come over without going through a vetting process. Talk to me about that. Well, again, this is people are playing on our emotions. They're playing games with us. It's kind of like saying. Uh, why don't you let some homeless people into your house? What's the matter with you? Aren't you a Christian? You'd say, well, wait a minute. What? What, what, are, you, what are you talking about? Yeah. If, if I really thought that that would help the situation, but that can't help the situation. I have a home. We have security issues. We have, you, you, you can't do that. They're playing on people's emotions. And look, it's despicable. If you really care about people, poor people, you don't behave this way. And this is something that they, they, they play – You know, it's like somebody who will say anything. They'll lie. They'll do anything they can to get their way. They are playing on our emotions. They're confusing the issue. We have known in America, we are the most compassionate nation in the history of the world. We open our doors to anyone who we possibly can. But the idea that anybody can just come in, it is preposterous it is bringing the country down it's stealing jobs it's i mean it's bringing in drugs if you care about people you do not do this stuff and i think these folks they've revealed themselves they do not care about people nancy pelosi is you know living in her gated mansion they don't care they're in an ideological bubble and poor people suffer and we need to acknowledge it we need to step up and we need to you know at least vote against these people because they are destroying the nation okay all right eric metaxas i must tell you it's always fascinating speaking with you i love chatting with you thank you so much for joining us on the judge Jeanine tunnel to towers foundation sunday morning show you are the best everyone make sure you take a look uh, out for eric's books i read all of them to you the the i think the most interesting one is is atheism dead anyway uh eric thank you for joining us eric metaxas Anytime. folks the Anytime. best all right take care Tipping the scales when all else fails. This is the Judge Janine Pirro Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Pirro. Welcome back to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. Okay, it's now time for me to gavel out with my closing argument. Okay, so here we are on a blessed day for Christians around the world, Easter Sunday. This is a day 
when we should be talking about peace and love and taking care of each other. And unfortunately, we're living in a world that is just the opposite of that. New York City, we now understand, is not in a position uh, in many cases to protect people. We've got bail laws that allow someone, even assuming the police make an arrest, to literally walk out and reoffend. We've got we've got judges who are not holding defendants or suspects or those arrested because the law doesn't allow them to do that. We've got a new mayor who isn't asking for money to refund the $1 billion that was taken away from the police to defund the police. And now everyone is playing politics. And on the other side of the world, we've got Russia that has invaded a sovereign nation, Ukraine. We witness every day the kinds of atrocities that we've only seen in movies. But they're real. Mass graves, children, mothers, grandmothers, people being murdered, people trying to get away in cars with Russian tanks, literally walking or driving or crushing those cars. This is not the United States. This is not the world where peace and tranquility should be the norm. Our job right now is to try to do the best we can to take care of each other. And it's called tough love. It means that we have to make sure that criminals are accountable, that they're put in jail, that there are consequences, that they are sentenced in a way that reflects the heinousness of their crime, that they are punished, but even more important, that the rest of us are protected from their violence. And the same with Russia. Russia has, with impunity, invaded a sovereign nation and committed war crimes, genocide. I'm not going to go through it. It's Sunday morning. But horrific, horrific acts that we've seen. And we now have a president in the United States who is so weak, who is so pathetic on the world stage that it is embarrassing. America needs to be number one. But before we can be number one again, we need to take care of ourselves at home. We need to protect the innocent and the vulnerable. We need to make sure that people are safe. And once we do that, then the strength that we can exhibit will prevent people from taking action, the kind of action that Putin never took for four years of the last president. He only took actions of Crimea and Georgia. Obama was in office, and now Biden's in office. That's a fact. It's not political. But right now, what we've got to do is to try to understand why we're in a country where there is so much violence and what we can do about it. It's simple, really. Some of the most difficult decisions are really not that difficult to make. I cannot believe we're all out of time already. Make sure you join us right back here next week. Same time, same place, same me for the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Have a great day, everyone. Bye. Bye.